Bible to the book of Joshua tonight. We'll start in Joshua chapter 13, and while you're doing that, I just want to say how proud I am of Callan Bloodworth. Um, where's he at? For years, man, when I was on staff, you'd come up here on Sunday night and quote Gen Genesis 1-1. And I am so thankful you gave us a different verse tonight. I am proud of you. I am so proud of you. Good job. We're going to be in Joshua 13 in the Old Testament. And again, I promise to be very uh, abbreviated message tonight. We're going to look beginning in verse number 1, and then we'll move over to chapter uh, 14 and read a few verses. So read along with me. Okay. Joshua 13, verse 1. Now Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years. Now it's something when the Lord tells you that, right? You're getting old. That's what the Lord says. You're getting old. And there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. There's still a lot to do. And he spends the rest of this chapter talking about how the, the land that has not been conquered, the unsubdued land, how it would be divided. And I want us to get to chapter 14 tonight. And it says in verse 1, And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed for inheritance to them. By lot was their inheritance, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses, for the nine tribes and for the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes and a half-tribe on the other side Jordan, but unto the Levites he gave none inheritance among them. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore they gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in, with their suburbs, for their cattle and for their substance. And the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did. And they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal. We'll stop right there tonight. Father, bless your word as, as I want to highlight and point out something tonight that I pray will be a help to us. Let us focus tonight on your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, just so you know, it's about 30 years time span from the time that Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land to spy out the land in Numbers chapter 13. And so 38 years passed before Israel actually crossed the Jordan River into the promised land. And when you compare scripture, when you get into Caleb's life here, it, it looks like Caleb at this time is 85. It looks like that they fought in battle for about seven years. That's what's taken place from Joshua 1 to Joshua 14. 
And I wanted to highlight in verse number 6, we'll get into Caleb uh, very soon. But I wanted to highlight in verse number 6 of chapter 14 that Joshua and the children of Judah were found in Gilgal. All right? If you'll look in chapter number 9, the title of my message tonight is Return to Gilgal. Just look in Joshua chapter 9, and I want you to look with me in verse number 6. The victory in Jericho, then Achan's sin, and then the loss, the defeat that they suffered at Ai, and dealing with Achan, and then the victory in Ai. We get to Joshua 9 and verse number 6, and the Bible says, And they went to Joshua unto the camp at Gilgal. After the victory, Joshua returned to Gilgal. I want you to look in Joshua chapter 10. And here the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua for help. Look with me in verse number 6. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp to Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us, and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, that's where he was, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not. For I have delivered them into thine hand, there shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly, and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel, and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon. Then I want you to see in verse 15, same chapter. After, after time stood still. In verses 12 through 14, the Bible says in verse 14, there was no day like that before or after it. Verse 15, Joshua returned and all Israel with him unto the camp to Gilgal. There was more battles that took place throughout chapter number 10. But get to the last verse of chapter 10 and look with me in verse 43. And Joshua returned and all Israel with him unto the camp to Gilgal. That's where his base camp was. And so while they're going out, taking on Jericho and Ai and the, and the nations of the south and the nations of the north, he always returned to that unique and special place. Just by a raise of a hand, does anybody know why that place was significant? Great, that's what you're here for tonight. Let me help you out. Nathan, would you stand up? Hey, Bobby Stinnett, would you stand up? Uh, Alan Parker? Uh, Jimmy Lemon? Stephen? One, two, three, four, five. Kerry Roberts? Brian Barlock? Mark Barton, David Edmondson, where are we at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight, nine. Justin Kelso. Steve Holsenbach. Josh Anders. If y'all all walk over here to the war room, please, you'll find something there that I want you to bring us. I want y'all to scatter them out on the steps here, across the, across the floor. Just so everyone knows, Carrie got the biggest one. Y'all can go back to your seat. Yeah, just all the way through here. Does that ring a bell? Does Gilgal ring a bell now? Turn your Bible to Joshua chapter 4. Thank you, guys. The Lord says, go forward. Go to the promised land. There's one problem. There's a river there that is flooded and out of its banks. How do we get all the people across? Well, the Lord tells them. You follow the priest who's carrying the ark, which represents the presence of God. And when they set foot in that river, God parted the water so that everyone walked across. And after everyone got across, the priests came out of that river. And when the last one stepped out, the waters came back. But out of that river... Joshua and some men grabbed a big heavy stone. And they carried that stone to the other side, known to them as God's promised land, for the people of Israel. And they traveled, Josephus says that Gilgal was about 10 miles away from the river, about 2 miles from Jericho. They traveled 10 miles carrying that stone you get to Joshua chapter 4, and I want you to read with me in verse number 19. And the people came out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal and the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you, until you were passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over. 
that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Do you realize tonight that God doesn't just answer your prayer and do things in your life just for you? He does them so that everyone can recognize the hand of God. And all people may know that there is a God in heaven. You understand that? And so they put those stones there. And Joshua knew, the Lord knew, that when the kids came along and they would say, Daddy, what's those stones there for? Then you would have an opportunity to talk about what God has done in your life. And the victory that God gave. Now, let me give you something else. Look in chapter 5. In chapter 5, they circumcise all of the males because they quit doing that in the wilderness. And that was a sign of their covenant between God and the people of Israel. And there's another thing that they had not done in all those years, and that was to keep the Passover. And in chapter 5, in verse number 10, read with me. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. God had sustained them with a bread from heaven as they traveled through the wilderness. But now that they had reached the place where God had prepared for them, they once again worshiped God. And they thanked God for the blood that was shed. So that when that death angel passed over one day, all who were under the blood were saved. Amen? Turn your Bible to Exodus chapter 12 one last time. Exodus chapter 12 is where God instituted the Passover to begin with. And in Exodus 12, I want you to look with me in verse 25. And it shall come to pass, when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised, that shall ye keep this service. And it shall come to pass, when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt. When he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses, and the people bowed the head and worshipped. What I want us to get tonight is this. God wants to do things in our life as parents, as grandparents, as aunts and uncles, as life group leaders, Sunday school teachers, children's workers. God wants to do things in our life. And he's going to do things at times where the children will come 
and they'll say, what does this mean? Why do we do this? Daddy, why do we go to church on Sunday night? Daddy, Mama, why do we go to church on Wednesday night? Why, why does those people go to the, in, to the altar? Why, why do they go down and pray? Why do we, why do we put money in the offering plate? What, what is all that about? It is meant, Justin, for you to teach your child. It is meant for all of us to talk about the goodness of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. I am guilty of talking to my kids about, about my childhood, about my teenager years. I'm guilty of talking about sports and those things. You know what they really need to hear? They really need to hear how God gave victory in my life. I'd need a louder amen than that. They need to hear how God gave you victory. And I believe it is very important that Joshua recognized there was something special that took place in Gilgal. That's where it all started for us. That's where we crossed over into the promised land. That's where things changed. And so he'd go out and he'd go fight a battle that God sent him out to battle. And some, most of the time they won, sometimes they lost. He'd go to God and he'd put his trust in the Lord. And every, whenever the battle was over, he always returned to where those stones was placed. Where they first took the Passover when we got there. Because it reminded him of the goodness and faithfulness of God. And I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you tonight. Return to your Gilgal as often as possible. Don't make it a place of the past. I'm telling you, get back there. Visit there often. Let that be your base camp. Let that encourage you. You may not know what tomorrow holds. You may not know if you're going to be victorious tomorrow or not. You may not know what one person does and one person doesn't do. You may have all kinds of questions. But back there at your Gilgal, you know what God has done for you. And that will encourage you to keep going forward. Maybe it happened at an altar. Maybe it happened at a church. Maybe it happened at a house. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. See, so your grandchildren need to hear the stories of the victories God has given you. They need to hear those lessons more than how many points I scored in a high school basketball game. All right, I got a lot of amens over here. I don't know if y'all are with me. Are y'all with me over here? There's a reason why he always returned there. There's a reason why that place was special to him. And he would always go back to battle trusting the Lord. Trust the Lord for tomorrow. Rejoice in the victories of yesterday. Let's bow our heads tonight.